Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. This is Andrew with you once again. Very excited to be dialing in Fahima Chowdhury from the LA area and Unicorn Crafts. That's your brand, right? Yes, it is. Hello. So tell us more about Unicorn Crafts and how it all came to be. Yeah, sure. So Unicorn Crafts has a sad origin story, but I promise it has a happy ending. It started in 2010. Um, My mom had just passed away from ovarian cancer. I was working in the Bay Area at an art studio that I loved. I was running a photography studio. And when she got sick, I moved back home, quit my job. She ended up passing away um, two months into me being back home. So I was just like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to just go out there and find another job. Going back to the Bay Area was not an option just because my dad is older and and I had to be here to take care of him. So I Mm -hmm. was just looking for a way to really just cope with the death. And, you know, art has always been a very pivotal character in my entire life. So I turned to art for some healing. Um, I was just sort of like, what can I do that I haven't already done? And I found jewelry making. So I was researching that ended up opening an Etsy shop a few months later, did my first like craft show, got a wholesale order, had no idea what that was about. And I was just like, um, I think I can make a business out of this. So here we are 10 years later, I have grown uh, a lot since my first days of doing craft shows, flying by the seat of my pants to today. That's awesome. And um, well, okay, that's not awesome. Like you said, it's a sad <laughs> origin, but like it's, you're moving towards, the, you're always striving for the happy ending, right? Um, Absolutely. So it, which is pretty obvious from your social. And as we were chatting before, you know, happily ever after and all the Disney stuff you do. (laughs) Um, It's a big uh, (laughs) motif. Um, And, you know, when you're in Southern California, that's kind of home base. So you're at Unicorn Crafts on um, Instagram. And that's kind of where we connected. That's where our sort of story came to be. Um, You're unicorncraftsart.com. Um, and you've got, of course, this beautiful unicorn. Talk a little bit about, um, I'm a big, we're big fans of unicorns in our house and it's, oh, oh yeah, there's so many unicorns in our, um, business, like people who print with unicorn designs. What, um, why unicorn crafts like the name and then talk a little bit about coming up with the uh, logo. Unicorn crafts came from just my love of obviously unicorns and all things super cute and fantastical and just magical. And so if you were to, you know, talk to me, maybe like 10, 15, you know, little, little Fahima, baby Fahima, she'd be like, yeah, I love mermaids. I love unicorns. I love fairies. I love magic. So the unicorn crafts really just recreates that childhood feeling, that childhood nostalgia into people Mm -hmm. of all ages. You don't just need to be a child to appreciate unicorn crafts. I have clientele from, you know, two to 50, 60, 70 year old and older. So I always tell people if you're a kid at heart and you are not taking yourself too seriously and you love color and you love fun designs, then Unicorn Crafts is for you. And so that's how the name came about. And the logo just sort of um, was inspired by like the Sanrio unicorn um, Mm. that um, little twin stars have. 
And mm-hmm. so that was like a starting point because I really love the Sanrio like clean design. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I really, I really like this. So it was all, you know, very clean vector designs at the beginning. And um, the logo unicorn is called Unicorn Friend. So I like to keep it sort of open-ended about Unicorn Friend. Like you could take Unicorn Friend and make him or her or them um, whatever character that you want to. You can put your own story into that character. So it's not just like, here is, you know, X, Y, and Z of this character's backstory. It's like, no, it's very open-ended, very free, just like the brand. Like it's however you want to take it and have it represent you and your style. Nice. And yeah. And speaking of style, like you have all kinds of different styles of products, right? Like it's, we met because of a, of a sticker, you know, a connection, um, which was awesome. Um, but you have a pretty wide range. It would, it would seem. I do. Yeah. So when I first started Unicorn Crafts, it was very, uh, crafty, hence the name Unicorn Crafts. Um, so I was doing things like, uh, button jewelry and then I started making shrinky dink jewelry and if you don't know what that is which I didn't at the time it's a bakeable shrinkable plastic that I put my art on so I was drawing out my designs coloring it cutting it out baking it in the oven believe it or not and it shrinks to about 50 percent of its original size and then creating uh, wearable pieces from there about maybe five to six years ago I started manufacturing enamel pins and enamel earrings right. and because of the pandemic I've sort of taken a step back from manufacturing and gone back to handmade items. So I've been deep diving into the world of polymer clay. So I've been doing a lot of handmade jewelry, a lot of handmade trinket dishes. And recently I've been starting to paint um, trinket dishes as well as planters and pots because everyone, of course, adopted plant babies over the pandemic. So I was just like, you know what? There needs to be more cute aesthetics into that whole world too so i'm sort of like quietly you know infiltrating that space as well (laughs) nice um because uh well what i was going to say was you said you you know you you sort of pivoted your thinking a little bit and um you you, like you know you introduced masks you know that wasn't a product a year and a half ago just wasn't a thing like nobody cared about having candy corn mask chains for instance (laughs) right um but um not now you but here we are (laughs) here we are um so with with all that though like you say like the evolution of your, your product line even original you know watercolor paintings for instance you know that's like um just again that range is is wide what uh what's your favorite of all the stuff you've been doing lately um i really love making things with my hands so definitely the the polymer clay pieces that i've been doing have been so much fun because not only am i making you know an end product that's a wearable but it just to see the evolution of it from being like a piece of clay to then a wearable piece of art has been so fun and just learning these processes and you know, just watching endless amounts of TikTok videos and, and YouTube tutorials to sort of learn these all these new techniques from this one medium. It's It's been really fun. But I also really just like, you know, like you mentioned, the original watercolor paintings. I love, you know, showing that side of my artistic side as well to people because they might not really connect the dots of like seeing an end piece and like tracing it back to be like, you're the artist that made this because a lot of people don't have that mentality to make that connection unless you're like in the, the entrepreneurial creative entrepreneurial business. So they see say an enamel pin or a pair of earrings 
and they just think it's an end product without really thinking like, oh, you're the artist that made the sketch that then finalized the sketch that then sent it to a manufacturer that made your product. So it's not like I'm just buying the stuff off of Alibaba or Etsy or whatever and reselling it. I'm in charge of it 100%. And it's really hard for people to make that connection. So when I do present them with original artwork and, you know, my behind the scenes sketches and things like that, I'm trying to close that gap of like, I'm the actual artist. I, you know, you might know an artist as being, you know, someone who can draw or paint or do digital art. Yes, that's me too. I do that in addition to everything else that you see, because my roots are definitely in animation. I've always wanted to work in animation, character yeah. design, background design. Of course, wanting to work at Disney is like always everyone's big goal. If you want to work in animation, growing up watching these Disney films, cartoons, you know, um, Tom and Jerry and, and all that stuff too. And I'm just like, I, I want to do that. I want to create that type of happiness that I experienced. And so I, I totally. though I still do want to do that and I'm working on my portfolio to get my foot in the door in the animation business, I'm also bringing that feeling into my own brand. Totally. Um, it's kind of hard the the gravitas center of gravity when you live in Southern California, you know, <laughs> just in entertainment, but then uh, Disney, you know, it's a pretty big role in that. And mm-hmm. folks who listen to the show all the time know that I'm a big star Wars geek. And we had a, a Disney, um, sort of artist, not, not a Disney artist, but someone doing Disney products, kind of like yourselves, what you're doing there. Um, and those of, that's a big segment of people who, who do sort of creative work around the Disney, um, uh, characters, you have a few of those things. Uh, how you know that? How, how is that part of your business? I guess. Yeah, so I definitely do fan art, but it's to a fan degree art. that it's yeah. not. Fan, yeah, fan <laughs> so that's the official term, fan art. But I yeah. feel like fan art has kind of like a bad taste to it because sure. people think like, "Oh, fan art, you're taking somebody else's IP and just recreating, you know, X, right. Y, and Z." And while yes, that is true with me personally. Uh, when I do fan art, I don't take, you know, those recognizable characters like, you know, Aladdin or Jasmine or, you know, the princesses or, or yeah. the main characters. I like to focus on the background details, yeah. tertiary characters, secondary characters, and sort of shine the spotlight on those things. Things that, you know, are kind of like Easter eggs that you would maybe just gloss over when watching the film or, or seeing it in the parks. So, for example, like I have this whole Alice in Wonderland collection that really focuses in on like the flowers, the bread and butterfly, yeah. um, the pencil bird. I've got washi tapes of all these characters. I've got enamel pins and enamel earrings. So I don't have Alice. I don't have the white rabbit. I don't have Cheshire cat, but I have all these little like background details that I yeah. love and I like to focus in on. So with, with my brand, I like to make what I personally love. You'll never see me just like cashing out and being like, Oh, that's a popular character. Let yeah. me go ahead and draw it in my style and resell it. Cause I know it's going to like sell out. It's more like, well, what do I personally love and how can I put my own spin on this and not just be, be like here, something you can find in the park and in my shop. It's like, you have to come to my shop to get these like really subtle nods to Disney. And like, even in my, you know, Disney designs, like I've got a mint julep pin and you know, if you're not familiar with mint juleps, you're just going to think it's a cocktail, but there's a very delicate, you know, detail yeah. screen, screen printed detail, like a hidden Mickey on there. So it's like, if you know, you know, so yeah. it's like, if you're in the club, you know what it's about. <laughs> Yeah, and where do they have the mint juleps there? It's um oh, in uh, at the mint julep cafe. 
yeah, at the French exactly. market. In, French yeah, market, in North Square. Um, yes, so ask yeah. me all the Disney facts. I'm well, no, that would be fr- that's in frontier. <laughs> that's in Frontierland then, or whatever, right? Or it's something. in New Orleans Square. If we're getting technical, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. We are we are getting technical, but no, like we said, the Disney show is a whole nother uh, story. Um, you mentioned TikTok, though. I want to come back to that really quick because, you know, that's been for about three years. I was actually reading an article yesterday about Lil Nas X and, like, how he, he was still considered one of the first, like, major viral TikTok micro-platform crossover success stories, and that was, like, three, four years ago now, right? And so a lot of businesses are using that as a tool, and, and I was just doing some little homework on it, too, last night because I was like, when did TikTok really kind of, like, elevate? in a way and and they they you know this story about little Nas X and how he created a lot of content and was one of the first sort of micro platform crossover stars um how have you been you said you were learning a lot from that are you also trying to reach out and engage that too there's sort of the consumption and then the creation side how, how are you juggling these platforms I mean Instagram and TikTok are probably the best drivers for businesses like yourselves because it's so mm-hmm. visual and colorful like you're you're you know again it's at unicorn crafts folks uh, your Instagram is just blowing up with pink and purples, you know, pastels, and, and you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you do. Um, yes. how do you, how do you both differentiate, but then also find a way to make it efficient for you to create content like that? You know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm definitely a student of the university of TikTok. I have learned so much from it. Um, you know, not just like, you know, cooking and just like housing, um, things like things, uh, housekeeping things, but also, you know, you have to curate your own algorithm. So I need to, I make sure to watch videos when I'm interested in learning about polymer clay, about like polymer clay techniques and things about, you know, painting pots. So I consume that type of content, but I also put out content. And it wasn't until fairly recently that I got serious about putting out content as well as consuming it, because I have seen that it has helped a lot of small creatives grow their business, you know, get more eyeballs to them, um, grow their Instagram account. Like I definitely still very much use Instagram. It is my main platform of, you know, trying to get eyeballs and like making my announcements about, you know, shop updates, um, events that I'm having. But also I've noticed that TikTok is a very fun way to just sort of show another side of you that's not so curated. And we all know Instagram highly curated and it's done that way purposefully because it is a visual platform and because we're moving towards like these small um these short form video content now um we sort of have to learn how to use it i'm still very much learning like yesterday i spent all day sort of just like researching tiktoks figuring out what type of um you know content i want to make and put out because yes i have made some content already and i'd say in the last month i've taken it really seriously where i'm posting you know at least once a week i'm i'm going a week ahead of time making that content writing all the captions and hashtags and having it ready to go as opposed to just posting on the fly because i feel like if you don't schedule that ahead of time it gets very overwhelming and so i'm doing that for both of my brands my personal brand which is hello fahima and then my business brand which is unicorn crafts so i'm making two different kinds of contents but also making it so it it correlates with my Instagram feeds. And I'm also like doing reels. So I'm basically a content manager for four brands. So it's like two brands on TikToks, two brands on Instagram. Yeah. 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 I was about to say like the two, the personal brand thing is, is really hard. Um, just because you're, I don't know. I, 
yeah, I struggle with this as, <laughs> as someone who like has the brand for sticker giant. And then, you know, I, I, my name is my name and, you know, I have a presence online and, and do things and, and you're really trying to commodify and monetize that. So that's, I can imagine is really exhausting. Um, there's <laughs> and some, like, I and there's a tone, right? That's a, what'd you say? I make sure to take two days off during the week. I don't post on the weekends. Those are my days oh, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't need to worry about it. But also like, you know, if you're not constantly feeding into TikTok and, and Instagram's algorithm, they're sort of like, oh, you don't care about us? Cool. We're going to, we're going to, you know, kind of not show your stuff to everyone. No, it's natural. And, you know, we're constantly monitoring that stuff ourselves as are a lot of people who listen to the show and people who work in, uh, online. Um, so, I've already called out your websites. We've done a little deep dive into that. Um, you know, with um, with these promotions, are you running any ads or anything like that too? No, I don't run any ads. It's all just my own uh, user-generated stuff. Like my, my followers will repost things. I'm constantly reminding them like week of that I have an event, um, which... You would think it would get boring to see the same sort of uh, information over and over presented in different ways, but you don't realize that, you know, less than half of your followers are actually seeing your stuff the first time, the second time, the third time. So maybe on the fourth or fifth time, they're like, oh, I didn't know about that. Let me, you know, jot that down so I can like attend that event or know about this sale. So uh, I had a pop-up event on Saturday and like the week of, I was just like, okay, here's your, here's your reminder. I'm just going to constantly keep doing this because it's just how the social platforms work now. Like you have to, if you want people to see your stuff, you have to put yourself out there. It's no longer a passive thing where you're just like, I'm just going to post this static thing and people are going to flock to my event or my site. It's, you have to put in a lot more work now. So you've got, you know, you've got in person coming back, right? Like, I mean, that must be a, a nice, um, lift uh, you know if you're, you're able to get back in front of people oh, yeah. um, how you know with last year being what it was with a lot of quarantine how are what did you see fr from as a as you know a small business owner besides you know the initial freak out and just panic that sets in where you're just like because i do a lot of in-person conventions and shows and it was just like within one fell swoop it was just like gone so once wondercon decided that they're not doing their live shows it was just a domino effect after that so it was just like okay uh my entire like year's worth of income is just gone what am i gonna do and so i had to pivot within literally uh, hours of just hearing all that news and just being like, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this work? So uh, before I got onto TikTok, I was just on Instagram and I was just like, okay, I'm going to start having Instagram live sales, basically a mini online convention before that became a thing. And so I would just advertise it to my followers and just be like, okay, on Tuesdays, uh, at this time, join me on my live and I'm going to have these items available and, you know, people would claim them. So there would be, you know, maybe like five of this certain enamel pin and, and three of this certain earring. So the first five comments uh, with your, your handle in the in the comment section, you get to claim the item. And then I would have to manually send them the invoice and then make sure to follow up if they haven't sent their payment and then ship out their item. So it was a lot. 
right. more steps for me on the back end, but that's yeah. how I had to do it. And then I, I found uh, Pop Shop Live through a friend, which is basically like a QVC platform. Yeah. And so I was using that as a, a way to do online events where they took care of a lot of the invoicing stuff on their back end because it's built into the platform. Uh, they do take a commission. So, you know, you're, you're giving up something to get something. And then when shows started doing their online events like DesignerCon and Enamel Market and WonderCon were doing, you know, their at-home versions of their show, that's definitely been helpful because they already have their built-in audience that's coming to this event. So it was a lot less, uh, you know, work on my end. I just had to show up with my product and my bright personality and just be like, here, buy my stuff. <laughs> and that worked out. Right. Um, so yeah, just to follow up on that, that, that one thing was, um, Comic-Con, uh, which is huge, of course, uh, in San Diego, puts on WonderCon, and then they did it at home this past year, um, but I presume they'll be back in person in 2022. Um, did you do the at-home event, so to speak, or, or you know? I did, I did do the yeah, at-home yeah. event, and it, that's what I mean, like, because the audience is built in and they sort of know what to expect, you're just yeah. there with your, your stuff ready to go and just let people sort of take their time to make those purchases did it work? support you. It did work. Did it work? It okay. did work, okay. yeah. Okay, interesting. Anything that um, keeps me from schlepping my products from show to show, from city to city, I'm, I'm all about. <laughs> interesting, yeah, because I mean, so you said like a really high touch thing and it's good for you. Um, so real quick, um, we're gonna have to wrap this up. Um, looks like I got somebody else dialing in here. Um, I'm gonna, uh, We'll pause real quick and I'll tell this person I'm going to call back. Hey there, can I uh, give you a call back real quick? We don't have this person live yet. I'm going to put him in a writing room. I can do that. That's right. We live in the year 2021. Um, cool. That was it. No, it's all, it's all good. Um, this is, I'm pretty stacked up on these things. This happens all the time. And I like to talk and I like to run long. Um, yeah, so, so that's a good natural stopping point from the, um, you said it worked. Um, I, my last question was, um, here, let's pause again because I can just cut all this super easy. Okay, cool. So last question. Um, if you could have told, you said little Fahima, but how about like early stage entrepreneur Fahima 10 years ago, what would you say um, to her now that all the things you've learned? I would tell her that she's an amazing artist and that Everyone loves her work for what it is, and she shouldn't compare herself to the things going on around her, all the noise from the outside world, because, you know, putting your stuff out there on social media, obviously you're going to compare it to other people. And that is, I think, an artist's downfall. Um, but also I would tell her that she's doing what she loves and people are responding really well to it. And I know that she hates doing taxes. So if she could put a little bit aside every month to hire an accountant and hire a bookkeeper, that is something she would definitely appreciate. <laughs> Did you do that? Have you done that? You know what? I actually just applied for a grant. It's for South okay. Asian women business owners. And right. I that was my reasoning for them because they're like, tell us what you're going to do with this money if you get it. I was like, I'm going to 
create more jobs for people by hiring them to be my yeah. bookkeepers and my accountant. So please give me this grant. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to. Uh, I, I, good luck with that. You know, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll, we'll follow up on that and see how that goes because that could change your life. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. you got to de- you know delegate to elevate is what we sort of say at Sticker Giant through our business philosophy we, we run called Traction. Oh, I love that. Yeah, well, it's, it's from a book called Traction, uh, which is how we run our business right now, um, along with Open Book Management. And those are both great business books as you grow your business to figure out how to, way to manage people and all that stuff. So good luck with that. And thanks again for engaging with us on Instagram. That amazing, she, you know, folks, Fahima sort of tags us and does this amazing little video. And we had like this, we all had this moment. We shared it through our company Slack and everyone's like, you know, we're like, see, it works. Like if y'all, if we put in that extra step and people see that we have delight in our jobs, they'll have delight for the customers. And, and that Absolutely. was really It made me so giddy to get that box. I was just like, ah, it took elements from my sticker and put it on the box. Like little things like that just brighten your day. Yeah, totally. Um, so thank you for that engagement. That goes for all of you out there. Engage with us. Send us a note. Uh, find um, at Unicorn Crafts on Instagram. There's a link tree there with all the other links. The TikTok is Unicorn Crafts underscore. Um, and the website is unicorncraftart.com. Fahima, thank you so much for joining us. And good luck uh, this year with all the things as the world opens up and you're able to keep meeting and greeting people and showing them what you're all about. Yay, thank you so much. So folks, you know, every sticker has a story. This one, we started with a little, um, a, a tough story that has a happy ending, at least for the end of this episode, we're ending on a high note. And um, the stickers are, of course, this theme um, that really fits in with the Unicorn Crafts brand. And there's a lot of different options out there. And uh, we happen to print a few of them for her. So we, uh, we encourage you all to go check that out. As always, it's a pleasure to be here and we will see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.